Maybe it's because I'm locked in my apartment, but this past week I've been feeling obsessive. One thing in particular I've been obsessing over are scams, because what I didn't know until recently is natural disasters, like our current pandemic, are a boom for scammers. Aptly named disaster fraud, these are scams that profit in the wake of large climactic events. Cassandra Cross, an Australian cybersecurity expert who wrote about scams targeting this summer's bushfire victims, said negative life events can make a person more vulnerable to fraud, and after disasters, people are highly motivated to donate money. Both of these things are what scammers target. In relation to coronavirus, there is every type of scam imaginable. Scamwatch, ran by the ACCC, lists scams every day people in Australia need to look out for. Cute puppies up for adoption, sold at a discount for someone needing company in self-isolation. The puppies, obviously, aren't real, although their $1,200 price tag is. There are cures for coronavirus, special immune boosters and secret remedies, unlimited Netflix or Woolworths food vouchers if you just follow the link, and of course, there are the fraudulent charities or COVID-19 tracking sites that deliver malware. Through following this, I noticed a comment by someone named Tim. He was asking Scamwatch to look into a Twitter account called COVID-19 Australia. He writes they have almost 40,000 followers, but don't mention what or who the money is donated to. When I read that, I thought, wait a minute, I follow COVID-19 Australia. And then I thought, if Scamwatch isn't investigating this for Tim, then I can. First of all, Tim is right. This account, to me, does look sus. It's a Twitter account reposting COVID data. It has a link to a website which shows account details and how to donate money to someone called Jess. But the weird thing is, it gained 50,000 followers in a couple of weeks. So, I turn to the internet. There are a lot of guides and tools to help you investigate dodgy Twitter accounts and websites. Apparently a good place to start is Whois, the domain register which can tell you who owns a website. If there is barely any information, it's not looking good. Needless to say, this Twitter account wasn't looking good. Next, I moved on to my favourite pandemic pastime so far, bot spotting. What I was most suspicious of from the beginning was the followers. 50,000 in a month is a pretty good haul. So there's a free tool called Fake Followers Audit by SparkToro, where you plug in a Twitter handle and see an evaluation of who or what follows the account. COVID-19 Australia scored high, with more fake followers than most. Out of its 50,000, 27% are suspicious. On top of this, there was also the amount of posts. Since COVID-19 started in early March, it's posted over 1,900 times. That averages out to about 60 a day. At this point, I was kind of getting a bit riled up. I felt like I was onto something, so I sent an email to an old journalism teacher who was essentially a guru in the dark arts of the internet. I apologised for the email, it was a bit too long, but said, I'm just obsessed with this account. Is it likely that many of its followers are bots? Do you come across accounts like this often? What is the point of this? If it's a scam, what kind of scam is it? He replied quickly, saying it has attracted a lot of followers. And I was right, there's bots. Around a quarter of the followers do look to be fake. But then he said, there is a lot of interest in this, so a lot of the people following it are probably real. And to know you'd have to go through the followers one by one. He said the website is simple, but not dodgy. And ultimately, 
he decided to found, as he called it, a great resource for journalism. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm glad it's not a scam, but I'm still left with some questions. Who is Jess? And why are they doing all this work? Why are they tracking COVID-19 by the hour in their spare time? So I sent an email and eventually I got Jess on the phone. Um, yeah, so why did you begin the website? Uh, so I had been tracking COVID since, I don't know, I, since we first got our the reports out of Wuhan and then just watching country after country after country blowing up and there wasn't a lot of available information. There's a couple of websites um, with numbers and uh, I don't know, I just, I just went looking for Australian data and when I couldn't find anything and couldn't see any tally or, um, you know, what, what the rise was looking like, I just created it. <laughs> so my job, I do risk management. So uh, I do a lot of work on predicting catastrophic events and oh, really? um, you know, putting controls in place and things like that. So it's very much sparked my interest in a in the business continuity sense. So, you know, I was... Two to three months ago, I was sitting there looking around the world, going, "Wow, this is—we're going to have a lot of unemployment. We're going to have, um, you know, what are other countries doing?" And I'm really interested to see how businesses bounce back from this. Um, and you know, what does that mean for small business? What does that mean for schools? What does that mean? <coughs> Excuse me, that's not coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, look, I've been thinking about this since January, and like I said, that's that's how my brain works. Can you tell me a bit about what the reaction to the site has been like? Because it seems like there's just been so much success so quickly in terms of followers and engagement. Oh, look, I'm, I'm dumbfounded, not dumbfounded, I'm <laughs> just amazed at how, uh, amazed and also not surprised. I mean, I go looking for data, I go looking for information. And I think in a situation like this, there's not a lot you can control. So whether or not it's, you know, people in jobs or whether or not we can buy toilet paper or things like this. So I think the one thing that we can control is what we know, uh, and I think that's my contribution. I think uh, I want to know what what I want to know what the trend looks like. I want to know what what um, you know what situation Australia is going to be in in a week or you know a month's time. Um, so I think that's just the one thing that we can control. And if people can get updated and use the data, I think it's just been very well received. Yeah, and because of the success, I kind of have a confession in a sense, it's kind of embarrassing. Because of the success of your account and how many followers you had, I kind of thought you were like a like a scam. <laughs> Followed oh, by... Oh, really? And no, 100%, 100% organic. Yeah, I can see that now. Yeah, and look, I've only had that Twitter account for one month, exactly. So I'm just blown away. <laughs> Thanks so much for talking to me. That's okay, Jess.